Rod, nice. have you ever showed up at a at jujitsu and like just been all greased up? <laughs> no. But our massage lady is you to leave or no? Olive oil head to toe. Our massage lady is not wiping off oil off my hands, off my arms anymore. Like she's just not doing it. Like both my wife and I are leaving the massage place totally oiled up. We look like I, I, it just, and I was thinking about this because the other day I I came back from a flight and I told you guys, I went down to Chinatown, got a massage. When I was sitting on the uh, table to put my pants back on, they split from the fly to the back. (laughs) All the way down. <laughs> now I am corn. I am 35 minutes away from my house, right? So I have, I'm like, what am I gonna do? So what do I do? Go out for hand pulled noodles still. I was like, you know what? It's New York. I got underwear on. Everybody will be fine. So here's this oiled guy, just shiny, just oily, shiny. Getting his, getting his noodles hand pulled. Yeah, I'm wearing a tank top so you can see the new cut marks on my back. I am totally and my pants are totally ripped, and I'm sitting like in the middle of Canal Street having delicious hand pulled noodles. And guess what? It was great. You know why? Because my family wasn't with me. All right, let's get started. I do like started. a good hand-pulled noodle. Oh, I like the thickness and the... Aaron. If you tug on them for a while, they it kind of lengthens them out, right, Aaron? <laughs> Is there anus in that, on those noodles? <laughs> Usually not. I like sesame paste. Guys, we can't, we can't talk about noodles. I'm trying to keep this a short episode. You know what the problem is? Mine now, I think mine did look like used to a good noodle, and now it's one of those noodles that like... It's been hand-pulled too far. Why? <laughs> I, you know what? That might be it. Do you think it's like permanent bruising? Is that why it's gray? Just got the shit beat out of its whole life. I mean, really, how would you like to? This is my kid's room is right here, but how would you like to be my penis? Just every day you're like, oh my God, what is this guy going to do to me today? Do this again. That's because it gets used to the punishment though, right? Oh, just, I think it does. Well, it seems to like it. Uh, oh, it's in 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest that Gong stopped so fast. Uh, albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a detection that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to make this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are up to album 158, and from 2000, it's Erica Badu with her second album, Mama's Gun. Badu! Now, folks, today, we have to make this also another quick episode, and but it's not because of anybody except for Matt. Let me say this again. Today, we do have to make this the hand-pulled noodle episode, as this has been known. <laughs> it has to be a short one, because Matt, Matt, tell us what you're doing tomorrow. I'm going to drive like seven or eight hours home from the cabin. I have to drive. Now, man, what percent, what percent are you going to drive this thing? 100%. I'm with you. I, I bet Matt drives 100% of every trip he's on. I, I can't imagine being like in a road trip and Matt's sitting in like the back seat or sitting shotgun. Every once in a while, I mean, like every every four trips, I just need like, usually it's like between Fargo and Alexandria. And that's on 94, yeah. Rob. You know, and it's, and it's 94 because it heads... Uh, east to west. I don't know if you know this, but the, the United States highway system, if the interstate highways are uh, are even, they, they're east to west. And if they're odd, so like 35, that's north and south. So it's 94. So we're heading east to west from Fargo, southeast down to Alexandria. That is, and I, that's, that's when I take the break. You know, those maps are important up there. I'm a listener of ours that may or may not be my sister was once coming back from Fargo and her and her friends Drove two and a half hours the wrong way on 94. 
and ended up like Wait in the minute. middle of North Dakota before they realized oh, it. That Paul no. Bunyan's full of shit. And it's, and it's <laughs> oh. Russell. Is that is that why your sister is now a millionaire because she's an oil baroness? She just she got out and threw a rock <laughs> and got some oil. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happened right before the 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 downfall in oil prices in the in wow. the, the the fallout in, in the Bakken Bakken region up there. Oh dear God! He's not saving money on oil prices. That's my masseuse. It's all over the place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see how he pulled that around? That's Thank impressive. You. It's a it's he a full thing. Pulled that. Yes. He hand pulled that. I joke. hand pulled it back around. Guys, hand listen, joke. So my point was, we can't talk too much, okay? Because I feel like I do feel Wait, like this did point. Do, did you do? Did you do the parody song? Was it bad? And no. we just weren't paying attention, or what no. happened? Yeah, yeah. I did a parody song secretly. <laughs> That's what I should. We already forgot. Actually, okay. Let's you know what? Let's turn on K Rob. Let's not waste any more time. Let's turn on K Rob which might have a similar theme. Let me check my notes. Is it the uh, part before the intro? For the intro? Or is it the part after the intro, but before the... Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to K-Rob. K-Rob, I'm just checking my notes. This is about We've gotten some comments on the lately. The shows have been going too long, baby. But uh, I just can't imagine whose fault it is. Well, you know what? Let's go down the list. Oh, yeah. Well, lately, I've been hearing that This show should not be an hour and a half I just don't know which section deserves the ejection It's true, it's true, they're all good It could be Russell when he does his DVDs might be Aaron when he talks about what he eats. It might be Matt. I have to listen to the replay. But Matt likes to hear what Rob has to say. I think it's the backline. Backline. It's the voicemails where they're wasting all our time. If you think it's the back line, they're taking way too much time. Just call 802-277-2325. When it's really hard. Putting a phone number in a song is so hard. If only there were an example. I just... Jake Isles is on the call. I would love if these episodes were only an hour and a half. That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> and two, Rob, who's calling in? I mean, I don't know. It's probably just just Aaron and I are the only ones that are calling and complaining about how long these things are. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know me. I definitely don't take uh, the smallest amount of, not even criticism, really, just a, a observation. And think about it for weeks and weeks and roll it over my head until it becomes something much bigger than it is in real life. We are back to it better. We're talking about the second Erica Badu album that we've covered and her second uh, studio album. Uh, and I've got Matt in North Dakota, but not for long. Uh, if you remember the earlier part. A callback. A hand-pulled callback. How's it going? Uh, good. I think I made a wrong turn back there somewhere by joining this podcast. But, yeah. you know, three years later, here we are. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. Shut it down. Episode over. I've got Russell in Minneapolis. Now, Russell, I got to say your lighting today. Absolutely spectacular. I love the lighting. It looks like Mount Rushmore. It's like the, the, it does. The, He's got just that nice little shine right on top of his head. Yeah, right I now. love it's it. Russell, kind of how are you doing? Rob, this is how I look without makeup. And with no jack strap on, my ninnies sag down low. Oh. But I'm clever when I copyright infringe a rhyme. I'm clever, and I'm always on our listener's mind. 
Clever. And I've got yes. Rosie all the way out in California. Now, Aaron, I'm going to do more eye jokes because I think the cornea, the better. Oh, no. The cornea, oh, no. Yes. the better. Is that, is that a hurricane joke? Rob, you got California? some sugar on your pita, but the listeners think mine is sweeter. Let's talk about oh, Mama's Aaron. Gun. Aaron, that's so nice. good. Guys, we are back into our... I was listening to this album and I was like... Why am I getting so horny listening to this album? And I realized, <laughs> oh geez, I can't imagine why. <laughs> just like Aaron's favorite movies, the two Matrix sequels, uh, we are back into Neo Soul. He likes the oh. he likes the second two more than the first. That's the burn I'm putting on him. Let's turn on our voicemail. And let's, guys, have I ever said let's turn it on before? I don't know, but I just did. Tonight, tonight to do it. Let me fire up the voicemail machine here. So stupid. I can kiss my ass. God, our listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. That one did get me. Dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. Okay. I'm sorry. Dumb dumb shit listeners. Dumb shit listeners. Listeners. Listen, I got to get around to making a nice little listeners one, but school started. I don't think it's going to happen. Hello. This is one of the members of the complimentary movie group. And I'd just like to say that I am at Russell or with Russell at a Minnesota Twins game where Joe Maurer just got inducted to the Twins Hall of Fame. Russell was not impressed with the Maurer family and said that he didn't Uh want to hear about the Maurer's children's thoughts or feelings or throwing them out the first pitch. (laughs) He also then decided to say, Joe Maurer might be a terrible dad. (laughs) Might be correct. He usually is. I mean, it's rough. But I just wanted to share that with the audience. So thank you. And more than likely, there'll be more to come. So now, now, first of all, I just want to say this. This voicemail is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Second of all, I do want to say this is beginning a series of voicemails over the next couple of weeks. We're going to hear as the night goes on with this crew what's happening with Russell at the baseball game. The so, complimentary movie crew. So, Russell, you found yourself at the uh, baseball game. And lo and behold, one of Minnesota's greatest heroes, Minnesota, born and bred. Okay, just like, can't think of a Minnesota bred. I thought I could pull it out. Kevin McHale? No, like a bread. Like a bread. Yeah, Kevin, you know what? If Kevin McHale is a bread. Pillsbury? He'd be good. Did Pillsbury make a bread? Pillsbury had to make a bread, Yes, gold flour. Yes, just like Minnesota bread, gold flour. Okay, edit this in. Uh, Just like golden bread, Minnesota flour. Nailed it. Uh, Russell went and saw Joe Maurer getting inducted to the Twins Hall of Fame. Okay. Russell, what was wrong? So uh, so I go to this game. Uh, you guys maybe have gone through this. This is a group that the complimentary moviegoers, these guys I am friends with from when I was a young kid. And we decided we'd want, you know, tried to do like a road trip. Road trips are just getting harder as people get older. People have kids. People have other things to go on. So we did like a, you know, a night in. We did a night a staycation at the at the Target Field. So we went out to, got some beers before and we went to the game and it was Joe Maurer. He was getting inducted in the Twins Hall of mm-hmm. Fame. Now, the first reason this annoyed me is they've already retired his number. <laughs> they retired his number like two years ago, and then they're putting him in the Twins Hall of Fame later. That seems backwards to me, right? That's I sell tickets, man. Got to sell tickets. I don't feel that, like, I personally can't say much about Joe Maurer because I was really on the the Twins should have drafted Mark Pryor instead of Joe Maurer train, and I've never been more wrong about something in my life. So I, I don't have anything to say about Joe Maurer. Like he's, he's great. So, so we go to the game and we go up and, and we got there probably just as the kind of the ceremony was starting and we were sitting in the upper deck. We just got like cheap seats or whatever, you know, up top. And 
we were sitting there, we were standing about down at the end and we were getting beers and we were, and you couldn't hear anything because Joe Maurer's not a dynamic speaker. He's what? just very monotone and boring. Huh? And so no one in the upper deck can hear anything he's saying. And at this point, me and some friends have had some drinks and some of my friends were getting kind of loud and ripping Maurer. Uh-huh. like, we can't hear anything. <laughs> and there's these old people like turning and looking at us. They're clearly annoyed that like these drunk dudes are loud ripping Maurer. And then afterwards I was just saying like, you know what? No one wants to hear about his kids. Like we want to hear about his baseball time and no one cares about his family, the support of his wife, his parents, his grandparents. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares his about his Jake. kids and how he, how he, he hangs out with his kid. Nobody gives a shit about that. Like people don't pay tickets for <laughs> so that wait, stuff. He I talking, just wish- <laughs> he's talking about his kids in the speech. Yeah, like you're talking about like thanking your family and he's got his kids out there throwing yeah. out the first pitch and everything. It's like have Joe Maurer throw the first pitch to Justin Morneau or Eddie Guardado or like twins, you know, let's oh, get some switch. You know, I don't wow. know. It's just, you know, could, I, could I, Eddie Guardado I, in his current state get down in yeah. a catcher's stance? What state is he in? Like, is he in like Michoacan or Guerrero? Oh, let me look that up. What state do you think he's in? <laughs> that's it. That's, all, that's, that's all the uh, Durango. That's all the states I know in Mexico. I'm out. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys care at all? Like if you go to stuff like that and they're doing like the, the thank you and all that. And no one, no one gives a shit about his family or kids. Do they? Uh, except for him. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, if you don't have kids and then all of a sudden they're, you know, they know nothing about you. And here they come into the ceremony where all these people are, are thanking him or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, well, last, who, do. who does yeah. Joe Maurer really want to throw out the first pitch in a baseball game? Absolutely not. And so, yeah, let the fucking kids throw it out. I don't know. Let his, let grandpa Jake throw it out and his dad or whatever. Let his mom throw it out for putting up with all the crap over the years. So yeah. Did the game start late because of this Russell? I think so. I, to be fair, we didn't really watch any of the game. This was another part of our event at the twins oh, game where, Oh boy. We, we, so if you go up in the upper deck, there's kind of this bar area, you know, have you guys ever gone in target field where the lady plays the, she plays the typically organ like, up there. No, she, it, wow. Now, wait a minute. She, does she, is hand full doodle? Hand full doodle. She's hand, sorry, sorry, Rob. She's hand, hand pulling all of the, she's doing that piano, you know, where they pull the, pull the stops. She's she's pulling pulling the stops stops out and digging the bell and throwing the plates down. (laughs) Except it's, except it's me nude with, which is a tank top on. Go like, <laughs> so we ended up in this bar in the upper deck and we just ended up drinking and kind of watching the game through the window of the bar the whole game. We never made it to our seats. Have you guys ever had times you've gone to a game, never once sat in your seats? Uh, no. What? What? No, I always make it to my seat. I always make it to my seat at least once. Wow. Matt? No, I mean, usually I'm buying the cheap seats, but then there's so much room on the first level behind like home, you know, those, the ones that are covered. So essentially there's like 40 rows from home plate up to the, Oh, this is Matt's jam, you know, to where the concourse is or whatever. I mean, just go down there and sit at the top of those ones or whatever, if you want to sit somewhere. So a few times I have not sat in my actual seats, but I've sat down every once in a while, but sometimes no, sometimes you get that Budweiser deck or whatever out there. If you're there for a work event or something, there's no reason to watch the I'll, game. Just I'll tell you, hang out and talk. Nothing but. makes me want to leave my family more than hearing Russell goes to games and doesn't even sit in his seats. Like I can't imagine <laughs> just the freedom that he must have. Just glorious. What do you mean? Oh, I. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I, I mean, I'm going to a game with my kids. I'm like sitting down, and they're like, "I want ice cream." And then I'm getting up and going to get ice cream. And they're like, "I want soda. I want a hot dog." Like that's it's 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 literally like I have little errands that I'm taking care of at the game, except they have they cannot function like Aaron. They can't do anything, so I have to go do it all. I can do my own. Yeah, I can get my own snacks. I mean, it's true. Like it's 
like my brother came out. I, I talked about the game I went to with Brian from Woodbury and my brother was out there too. My brother didn't make it to his seat to like the halfway through the seventh inning. Cause he was like, I'm going to do a couple laps at the stadium. I'm going to get some snacks. I'm going to, cause he's a new ish dad. So it's like, you get right. to that level of freedom. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go out and buy a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hang out in center field. Yeah. It's a different level of, of yeah, I'm doing whatever I want. So Russell, I got to agree with you. When I used to go to Vikings games with my dad, as soon as you see them wheeling the podium off for halftime, we were like, God damn it. Like we, d- listen, <laughs> I get Alan Page is a great guy or whatever. Don't need to hear fucking anything else from Alan Page. I want to see dogs catching Frisbees. That is the number one thing I want to see at a halftime show. That's it. I just, just do the game and well, that's it. I like it. the bendy people. I like the people in the box. I like the bendy people. And I liked the, the dudes who did the dunks, like the slam ball style dunks. At oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, the lady Love on the that. unicycle who, who juggles yes, the yeah, balls I on her head. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I remember Russell was in his seat for that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't miss that. that shit. When like, Russell you, goes to Timberwolves game, he's like, actually, I'm always in my, I'm, I'm always catching the halftime at the Timberwolves game. There's something about yeah. it. I just <laughs> piques my interest. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason I mean, know why. But well, there, there's, there's actually other reasons. I've actually been to some great halftime concerts at Timberwolves games. I've seen Naughty by Nature at halftime wow. of a Timberwolves game. Wow. 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 Did you find out what OPP is? Oh. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out, I think. Now is not the time, actually. I think you're, I think the. I saw Vanilla Ice. <laughs> so Naughty by Nature was the first one. I saw Vanilla Ice. Wow. And I think Robin he did Winkle. three songs. I think he did three songs. Three songs. Yeah. Ice I don't Ice remember Baby. What they were. Go Ninja. Go Ninja. Go Ninja. Go. And that's it. That's all I know. I've also seen Montel Jordan at halftime yes. of a Timberwolves okay. game. And the other one I remember is Biz Markey. Wow, well, that is so good. Man, he's like an all-time hip-hop pioneer. I would let, and that's those a, are good halftime shows. My favorite part of that thing is just I, I loved watching those things with Russell. I had such a great time enjoying that stuff with Russell. Now, Aaron, normally when we're doing a podcast, you need to explain why you would say that. Like, what what do you mean by that? Why did you have a good time with Russell? Because it seems like Russell mostly complains about stuff from the from the multiple voicemails I have about people who went to a sporting event with him. No, because when you when you watch one of these halftime shows with Russell and he's into it and it's the woman on the unicycle or it's the the, the whatever it is yeah. like. Now, was all. it weird when Russell kept yelling, throw up the seat up here, throw the seat up here? Was that weird? <laughs> yeah, it was. Was that strange? Now, Russell, do you have anything to say to Aaron? Um, yes, it's fun to watch things with Aaron. Oh. Things are fun with Aaron. Is that what you wanted, Rob? Well, actually, no. I want you to say did, no. But or did you want me to say I'm not at all infectious about doing this podcast? Uh, no, let's, let's, let's ignore how we're feeling about the podcast. Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? Feeling great. I'm actually. I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying to pull up something for my. Oh yeah, because nice. it was because it's because it's important. But while I pull this up, my first question is: what, while I hand pull this thing, I wanted to talk to you guys about. First question is: I, I don't have a lot to say about things I eat, except I do wonder what's the like. How many strawberries is too many to eat? Like if you go to the farmers market on a Tuesday afternoon and you buy a lot of strawberries and you come home and you eat most of the strawberries, like where? Where's the line? There is no is, line. Is, it's fruit. Is strawberry poisoning a thing? Or nope. are you good? No, well, nope. just, that's just... Can I know. tell you this? Zachary Taylor, okay, famous U.S. president, died in 1850 from eating too many cherries and drinking too much milk. Okay? Wait, what? Yeah. Cherries yeah, and he, milk? Yeah, he, he got elected president. He ate a bunch of cherries and milk. Okay? 
Unlike the, un, the kind of the opposite of George Washington, if you think about it, that guy hated cherries and he, <laughs> he died five days later. So, I mean, can, I'm just going to say this guys, can you imagine eating so many cherries and milk? <laughs> actually think of it. It would not be that many. I would probably die for that. Immediately. That, that actually, oh man. I mean, shit. could it have been like tainted milk or something. Oh. Could it have been something else? I love that song. Yeah. Don't put milk on your taint. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, that's the easy joke. That does remind me. I told you guys a while ago, the new thing I've learned about how to slice peaches around the, the equator rather than the meridian. Yeah. And the yeah. Woman who taught me that on the internet. Um, makes these fruit sandwiches where she'll make her own bread. Okay. It's vanilla milk bread, and then she'll mix it with a cocoa milk yep. bread. Go ahead. And then she does a mascarpone whip, and then like oh. we'll put some cherries in it. It looks like the fucking greatest dessert you've ever eaten in your life. Um. So anyway, that was my only. F- you guys want to know what I eat? That's what I. Rob got mad at me last time I brought out my mascarpone whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> I'm on Mars. See, I'm in space. See. I've done this one other time. I want to read you guys a, a track list because it's a track list that I've really been. I've been, I've been really into this album. Okay. I think I've listened to it as many times in the last week as I've listened to Mama's Gun, which is also a lot. The track lists are the, the track titles. Blues of Every Night featuring Burgo Husky. Girl from Ghost Town. Okay. The New Depression. I Got Joy featuring Brianna Letcher and... Brianna Fletcher, and the New Zion Missionary Baptist Church Choir of Belmina, Alabama. Here's my favorite track. Mama Don't Fuck for Beats, The Beats They Fuck for Mother. Does your mother know? Wow. The Reason I Can't Fucking Stand You, No Cigarettes, featuring Summer Troop and Brianna Fletcher. And Rudolph Valentino. This is the album No Jack Swing by Brontes Purnell. Wow. It is a great album. I just want everybody Aaron, to get out there and check What's the best song off that album? I'll put it in the background right now. It's Mama Don't Fuck For Beats, The Beats They Fuck For Mom. I don't Doesn't think I can know. search for that. <laughs> fuck For Beats? Is it Beats? E-E-T-S? B-E-A-T-S. No. no, like it's a dance. It's a dance music album. It's it's soul R&B dance. It's by Brontes Purnell, who's a resident of Oakland. It's a delightful album. It's my, my major recommendation for everybody. Get out there, give it a listen, download whatever you do with your music. I think it's fantastic. Guys, go into your record store and ask if they have the hit single, The Beats They Fuck For Mother Does Your... <laughs> but thank you, Rob, for pulling that up so nicely. And that's it. That's my whole rolling going. How's it rolling going? I honestly thought I was going to die one time the way that Zach Taylor did. Uh, I'm friends with him, so we, I call him Zach, but... I thought I died like Zachary Taylor, but I just eaten some beets the night before. But I thought for sure I was a big drum. We got we to hold on. Rob's about to give us some history, but notice what the reason this popped up. Look at what he Googled, why this is popping up. <laughs> so Rob is about to school us. He's pulling up an article about how he died of eating cherries at a ceremony. And then I look up at Rob's Google. The search is president died of cherries. Like <laughs> this wasn't how did Zachary Taylor die as your well, Google search. No, I mean, do you think the one thing I remembered is I a guy. I was talking who, about strawberries. Oh, I mean, just think about it, guys. Cherries, they back you up. Milk, they get you going. That's a battle in there. This is a bad combo. That's a true civil war. That's brother fighting lost. brother in your stomach. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I was going to ask though too, Rob. I noticed before you Googled that all of your suggested searches were about beef stroganoff recipes. Is that what you've been into recently? <laughs> uh, yeah, today I did a really cool thing where I made beef stroganoff in the crock pot, and the kids ate rice. 
and, we, and said, I don't like to be stroke enough on top. So it was really fulfilling. It was super fun. I have had that experience. That yeah. is very familiar to me. How is it yeah, really Russell, going I'd much Matt? rather be at a stadium and not go to my seats. Trust me, that horse shit I got going out of my life. <laughs> it's going good, Rosie. Thank you for throwing it to me there. Um, yeah, it's, you're, you're up. I've, I've become obsessed with ring cameras. And putting them up all over the all over, around our cabin, and then just like being able to see because our cabin we were here for like three months. I don't know. We're maybe here for thirty days total in the year. Um, things like that. So I'm just I I don't I want to see what's going on in the great wonderland in the winter and things like that. So I've spent more time than I should in positioning ring cameras around our great properties or whatever. Oh, love it. I don't know. Do any of you guys have ring ring cameras at all? I mess with them. I actually just got I one the, the new place I'm living at. We do not. did like added a security type feature to the the townhouse we're in and we did do one camera. I didn't want to pay for a bunch of cameras and I don't think mm-hmm. we're allowed to have outdoor cameras like drilled into the wall, but we did have a camera and now we have this thing where whenever someone goes into the room that it's watching, I get a notification on my phone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. So that's that's kind of creepy. <laughs> Hey, Aaron, it's not kind of creepy. It's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the definition of creepy. Yes. <laughs> Russell, then let me ask you this. Does your roommate get notifications on their phone every time somebody else comes home? Like, I hadn't thought about it like that. Oh, no, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> but Russell. yeah, but, but we do have what it, I'm kind of, it, it's kind of like a nice security feature. It's not to like watch wildlife or anything like that, but. You, you kind of always know what's going on. I, I kind of like it. Well, how, what do you think? Are you doing it to like see a deer or what are you trying to get yeah, out of it? Yeah, like, or, you know, or like <laughs> we're on this lake, right? And we're out there all day. But like, what does it look like in winter? Yeah. have no idea. How much snow is there? How, is it really that bad? All that stuff. So had one ring doorbell that we stuck out in the back so I could see like cars going by, but really didn't have a good camera to look out on the lake. So I, I got this ring camera to put it on the lake this time just to see what goes on. But it's, it's not even like for security or anything. I'm just interested in what everything looks like, I guess. I don't, you know, and I I could care. Yeah. And so what's the best thing you've seen? Well, I did see, like we barely saw a deer walking across. I mean, not much. I don't know, but you can see like horrible storms coming through. Like it's super windy. There's, there's no trees up in North Dakota. And so like storms are just different and you can see them come in and things like that. So that's good. But you know, not, not much. I'm not like catching anybody breaking in or anything. It's just like once or twice a day, I guess I just kind of pull it up and say, oh, what's going on at the lake or whatever. So I don't know. my favorite thing I've ever seen on one of those cameras is I, I'm going to lose what the species were, but it was like, it was like a chupacabra? badger and a, oh. it was a chupacabra. Yeti? Yeah. And a Yeti. It was like a badger and a mountain lion or a, you know, a fox and a, Raccoon. It was like two very different species, but like hunting together. And it made you feel like the world's going to be okay. I mean, obviously, like after humans are gone and nuclear mm-hmm. winter and then like the animals re- re- reclaim the earth. But like watching these two species like go out and hunt together who have nothing to do with each other was very inspiring. So I could get down with, with that sort of thing. I saw, yeah. I saw uh, my wife come home once after she'd eaten a bunch of cherries and milk. She was rushing in. <laughs> she said, oh, I did what that president did. And I was like, Zach Taylor? Excuse me. I know who it is. <laughs> Luckily, she just had a little bit more milk and got all that stuff out That's of right. Her, right, Rob? Yeah, she survived. 
That's the kind of death you would have to like at your funeral. You'd have to be like, listen, you guys got to lie about what this guy did. <laughs> Cannot be like, if I die, it's people are like, he ate too many cherries and milk. You'd be like, yep, that's, a, I almost, <laughs> I swear to God. So my kid got way into making brownies up at the cabin, like in a pan from a kit, from like a bag. Right. So she had the vegetable oil. Guess what? Great hobby. I like eating brownies. She's making brownies. She feels good. It's win-win. It helps everybody. I was down there at like 1230 at night all by myself. Take a bunch. <laughs> kind of crumble it, you know, get it condensed so it's more efficient. Put it in. I start choking on it. I can't but breathe. But like a chaw? Like it was like a, like a, no, it, like this a, was down, like a red man this was, of, this was down the hat. Big chief, the good stuff. Was it, oh no. Was it the brownie you were eating, Rob? Or was it like powdered, like cake mix? I was not eating cake mix and I never have. <laughs> That's such a deep pull. Because I can see you choking on cake mix. <laughs> Rob, if you die, Yes. If you die from eating brownies and or cherries or and or whatever, we'll make sure that everybody knows you had a, a autoerotic asphyxiation. Thank you. You know, have it. Thank make you. sure that they know that's how you went out. I would rather, I have to admit, when I start choking on the brownies real quick, I was like, oh, I better get this done real quick so people don't know. It's like, oh, that's a weird way to do that. Did you at least scramble into the bathroom and like, like clean up the bathroom a little bit or like yeah. uh, throw away your extra food that you left in there or anything like that? Some of the brownies comes out of my mouth on the ground. I'm like, oh no, my last thought is, I know my last thought is going to be, oh no, no matter what. Like, it's just going to be like, no. <laughs> but literally I almost oh, no. choked to death on these brownies. And I was like, what? please at my funeral say I was like, you know, rescuing an animal or something. And rolling, go on. You guys were talking about food a little bit earlier. I was going to share a food story with you and see what you guys think of this. This is the story. I'm going to call this five-star food, two-star service. Oh no. The, oh no. The foodie that I know actually made a reservation at a really nice restaurant for my birthday a few weeks back. We went, I was super excited to go. It's kind of a harder restaurant to get into. I don't know if I want to say the name of it or not, because I'm going to smash a little bit on it. So I don't Was it? Let me ask you this. Was it a Target food court that smells like popcorn all the time for some reason? <laughs> they always smell like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> what about the ones that have a pizza hut in the in Oh the my front? God. God. When I worked at Walmart, I would go home smelling like popcorn and dirty money. Like that oh. was a rough, like wow. I felt like I had to take my clothes off in the garage. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I think maybe eating, like if I went, walked into a Target and I saw a Russell mowing down a personal pan pizza sitting at a chair there, I'd be like, wow, I thought he was doing okay. Rough times for Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get it to go. You know, go eat it in your car like a normal person, full of shame. Oh, to go. oh God. <laughs> Don't eat it at the restaurant. Eat in your car like a loser. Uh, sounds familiar. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, Russell. Go ahead. So I assume this was not. So that, just to be clear, not a pizza. Not a pizza. At the Target. So this is a. This is a, a James Beard award-winning restaurant. I'm going to tell you guys the name. Maybe I'll rep Rob bleep it out if I don't want to. If I don't want to trash on it. The restaurant is called. A it's a restaurant in Minneapolis. It's a Native yeah, American it. restaurant. It's one best new restaurant. Um, right. A ton of hype and everything. Everyone's crazy for it. What if yeah, you saw a guy, now picture this, you walk into a Target, right? You're yeah. walking around, you maybe get a record, you're going to get some, see what kind of college, maybe they have leopard prints, print sheets that you could take, send your son to college with, okay? So you walk by, somebody's eating a personal pan pizza and a bag of popcorn. Okay, first of all, that sounds like a cherry milk thing. You got to be careful. And you look at his name tag and his name tag says James Beard. That would blow your mind, right? <laughs> I should get a James Beard name tag. Do you think you'd get better service at a restaurant if you had a James Beard name tag? Rob, we don't have time to get into this on this podcast, but James Beard was very dirty. You should read. Really? You should read. 
Oh, yes. He was into some dirty stuff. Mm, he well, start Googling, pull up the Wikipedia. A mirror <laughs> on the ceiling of his bedroom, and he liked to, he, he was in, like, he had some. You like to see how far he could put his legs behind his head? Oh, wait, what? No, he just liked to lie on his bed and let, and let young, young men wrap his legs and watch them. And, like, occasionally he would, like, let his caftan fall open. Like, he was a very. That was literally very sounds like guy. my jujitsu class. <laughs> That's exactly the same. I did that today for an hour and I paid for it. Sorry, Russell, go ahead. Oh, no, anyway, so we go and. We get there and I'm super excited about the food. And the food, I'll just say this right off the bat, was fantastic. I would go there and again for the food every time. But what do they say? Like you go for the food, you come back for the service, right? Sure. Yeah, and of the service it just wasn't very good. So I was going to tell you guys a few things, see if you guys that this would have annoyed you at a restaurant. So the one thing I'll say is this a talking or walking kind of situation? No, no it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was, it was okay. okay. It was just sitting there enjoying it, but it's a later reservation, eight 15 ish. And in this, in the Midwest Rob, that's like a later time to go out for dinner, mm. right? That's, this isn't, this isn't the San Francisco area. This is in New York. This is a later mm. night in Minneapolis. So, we get there, and the first thing that happens, we go, and the server kind of just walks up to us and stands there. Doesn't seem excited for us to be there or anything. Oh, Doesn't oh, really no. say anything. They just kind of stand there and, and like, don't make any conversation or anything. What do you guys think about, like, table side manner when it comes to your server? Like, should they welcome you, be excited for you to be there, say anything, or just stand there? Is that weird? I mean, did they say like, "Hey, how you doing? Can I get you a drink?" Nothing, nothing, nothing like really. that at all. They like waited for nothing us to start the to like start the interaction. Ugh. That is, you know what? If a waiter doesn't sit down in the booth with me, yeah. I'm not eating there. <laughs> I only eat at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, come here and sit down next for, to me while man. I pound down this blue and onion, please. Oh, I've forgotten about waiters who would sit next to you. Oh. I always kind of enjoyed that vibe. I, I know you would. I, was I knew the sucker you would. for that. Totally right. Of course, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. This, this guy really wants us to. Oh, James time. Beard is sitting right next to us. He wants to know if we so want the no introduction, no, no inter nothing? no introduction, no like excitement mm. for you to be there. And it's it's like this is a nicer, higher end restaurant, right? It's it's not a right. It's not like a dive bar where they just come up and kind of you know throw a coaster and give you a beer or something yeah. like that. So, anyways, no big deal. Not the end of the world or anything. But one of the things that jumped out to me was the pacing of the meal was super off. We ordered like five things. I'll tell you what they were, Aaron, because I know you want to know. A stuffed, right, I do want to know. A stuffed poblano, an elk, okay. and a bison taco. Okay. Did you get the venison? Sweet potatoes and a bison ribeye. Oh, yes. That's what we got. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, a bison ribeye. So out of the five things, the first four things came out within like the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, our, quick. and then our ribeye didn't come out for like another hour. Oh my God. Uh, Russell, did you have, did you have drinks in the meantime? Or did anyone stop by to refill your wine? We ordered or? a bottle of wine, but they never came to offer like another drink to get more wine. Nothing <sighs> like that. Like they came Russell. by, but they never offered any of that stuff. Like what, what do you do when oh, you wait for like everything comes out quick and you're like, man, this is really great. And then it's just, you wait for like an hour. I guess you just talk to your date. Oh my maybe god. Like, oh my god. Maybe you like think about your future <laughs> or like any kinds of oh yeah. Long range Planning. plans you might have with one another. Yeah. yeah. Any sort of events you might want to have. I dropped my fork on the floor. Let me kneel down and get it. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next thing that happened I thought was a little bit strange. Where did Russell go? His zoom turned off. Was our server left for the evening, which happens when you're at certain restaurants. They, they leave. They say, hey, I'm going to, I got it. I'm taking off from, you know, Aaron's going to take care of you for the rest of the night. They kind of hand it off, if you will. Right. 
there was no handoff. Yeah. Our server just was gone, was done for the night. So all of a sudden we had a new person come up saying, hey, they left. I'm going to be taking care of you for a little while. Just a little strange, right? Shouldn't there be a handoff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there has it feels to be. like it seems to me like your server was potentially on the verge of quitting their job, right? Like this feels like having this server is not, yeah. yeah. Or just having a bad day, right? It just feels like you got somebody who was not. I think it, I think it, I think it, the, it rolls from the top though, because then the, the, our new server took care of us and like said, Oh, that your, your ribeye is going to be out in a little bit. This is where it didn't come out for like another, another 40 minutes. And we had no, no oh. one coming back, checking on us or anything. So then about 15 minutes later, a different person comes up and said, oh, the person who's taking care of you had to take care of managerial duties. So now I'm oh. taking care of you. So another switch Jesus. with no offer of anything. And meanwhile, there's like fifth, there's only like three, four tables with people at it and like 12 people working in the kitchen. Yeah. So there's tons of employees there, but no one's really helping anyone at any tables. I, it's kind of weird, isn't it? I got to say, Russell, this would be a time where I would probably have to say something. I'd be like, I've been waiting so long. This is ridiculous. Uh, but I'm stressed even thinking about it, Russell. I couldn't do it. I'm a coward. I tell my wife to do it. The last thing that happened that I had to share with you guys, and this, <laughs> you guys, I think will get a kick out of this. So it was my birthday and mm. the person, my, my, the foodie that I went with, oh. like put in, in the reservation at someone's birthday. In her mind, she's thinking, oh, if I do this, they're going to, recognize it. They're going to do something cute and fun, you know, like the happy, happy birthday, that type of, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would never expect anyone to do that just because you put it in like a reservation, but she over and over kept like telling the servers when they come back, Oh, we're celebrating his birthday. We're, and they never offered us any dessert. They never said, do you wow. want to see a dessert menu? Do you want to see anything? This really chapped my foodie goer, my foodies. She was not happy about this when she went out of her way numerous times to say it's his birthday and no dessert offered, no nothing. Rob, your your wife often like orders a birthday dinner when it's not her mm -hmm. birthday, right? Well, just to get the free. What would she do in this situation? Uh, she, I, it, she would be going ballistic. I don't know. Like she would be taking <laughs> care of business. She would be figuring this out. I would have, of course, done the move I did in middle school during a slow dance. I'm off to the bathroom, so it's not awkward. I don't have to deal with it. Okay, and I'm peeking this just around feels the corner. To me, like this is the perfect opportunity to be like, yeah, I had a really rough birthday dinner. Like maybe later you can make my slapshot fantasies come true and put on the foil. Like it just feels like, <laughs> oh, I thought you're gonna have her skate around in a jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to be like, look, there's the only there's only one way to rescue this day, and that's it. You want to know how we rescued the day? We ended the night yeah, off at a different bar and restaurant Aaron, for drinks and dessert here. We went to a different <laughs> restaurant to get That's dessert. Great. And we walked yeah, in. My date said, hey, we're celebrating his birthday night. The bartenders are super excited. They're going yep. out of their way yes. to like be like, hey, awesome. Shots. We're sitting there yes. and they're like, well, what are you going to get? And I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of deciding between a few of these desserts. A few minutes later, the one bartender comes around. He kind of nuzzles up right next to me. And he goes, so birthday boy, what are we getting for dessert? Yes. And I was like, yes, yes. this yes. is what you Love need it. from Love great service. This is what you need from five-star service, isn't Sir, it? Oh, I'll have great. five bowls of cherry and three glasses of milk. <laughs> <laughs> the Zachary Taylor special. The last thing, you know what made that five-star service? So we ordered a, a dessert. We ordered two desserts. They brought them out. And then a third one came out, cotton candy with ice cream with a birthday candle lit in the thing. We we had, we were only sitting there Whoa, for five, wow. 10 minutes. Unbelievable service. 
I don't know. Well, no, wait, you shouted out when it comes. You to, shouted out the the bad one by name. You got to shout out. Yeah, the I would, one by I, name which Rob, Rob's this? gonna Rob's gonna bleep out the first one. I don't I don't want to because I, oh, I don't no. want the All restaurant right. to be awesome, and I don't want anything I say to to impact that. Fair, Russell. Fair. Russell. So we already got that person fired who helped you earlier. Uh, what was the name of the good restaurant? <laughs> we we stopped at Spoon and Stable, the one that Matt's listened yep. to Gavin Case had talk about. Always done the charcuterie boards for the hockey team, the hockey parents, and everything. But it was fantastic service. You went in and immediately felt like they're super excited to have you there. It was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, fantastic. Everybody out there. Pay the staff more. Get people who want to be there. Get people who are excited to be there. They care about what's going on in there. I am begging you, okay? Don't give me this people don't want to sleep political, Rob. Don't give me this people don't want to work shit. Oh, well, you should see that Beck did a better uh, I'm behind you. you TikTok. Know, you know. It's going crazy right now. Uh, mostly, I it's. It. Uh, I found an account that where it's a woman doing yoga in uh, a thong, but it's also some <laughs> comments on political things. You found it again. I just happened upon this account. Only one on Did the Did you internet. guys see what happened to Diggs on the on the Stefan Diggs on the Bills? He didn't know his likes on Twitter Republic, and it was just a enormous, enormous chested woman naked and said, like if you would suck on these. And he had liked it. And I was like, you know what? Still a bro. You know what I mean? Like, I get that guy. He's like on Twitter, he's like, hell yeah, I'd suck on those. Better click like. The other thing I was going to mention to you guys is we don't have to go through the results from last week, but we have to throw out, get your votes for the DVD tournament. I was out with a few of our listeners and Uh-oh. they noticed there has been no DVD tournament the last few weeks. Uh-oh. So, Oh, you got, got to give the people. Wait, are we doing a DVD tournaments? Yep. Give the people. Okay. I wasn't really, uh, you know what? I don't even have a song for it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't, I, I can't redo a song. We just can't do that. It's too much. Uh, okay. So, DVD tournament, Russell. Energy up. Here we go. So this is the region of the drama movies. This is the we're breaking down. You know, the, this is one of my favorites. The, you know, I love the, the drama first movies. matchup. Is a matchup of gangster movies. It is the eight seed Donnie Brasco versus the sixteen seed The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, I gotta tell you oh, right that, now, Donnie Brasco is a fugazi <laughs> in this one. Okay, I'm going to go on a limb again. And I'm going to say that Godfather, pretty good movie for pretty good pizza. Does that make any sense? Also taking the Godfather. Godfather pizza is so bad. Why did the crust have those dimples on it? I don't know. The sausages were always fucked at Godfather. That was the other thing. And they put it on every goddamn pizza. Every pizza at Godfather was like, oh, it's got sausage. This one has sausage. Yeah, we get it. You like sausage. What's in there? Yeah, the only reason to go to Godfather's was for the buffet. The the buffet. buffet. That was the only reason to go there. Yeah, the buffet. uh, I can't believe that Godfather was 16 seed. I don't know how it got rated as a 16 seed, but we're going to go with uh, the Godfather. (laughs) Now, man, you... Let you me guys ask you referencing this. Godfather's Pizza and eating pizza from a gas station and sitting in the car, it feels like you've been watching my life for the last weekend. <laughs> oh. Would you guys go to a pizza buffet right now? Yes. No. No. I, oh. I don't think I could. Because <laughs> no. I know myself, I'd be like, this place wants to charge me $14 for a buffet? I'll fucking show them. I'm going to eat more pizza than anybody. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I would I would eat myself sick if I went. But if, if you guys were in town and you're like, hey, we're going to the pizza buffet? Yeah. Like, no question. And then asked. you go to next door to Cherries and Milk for dessert because Russell said it was a good place to go. <laughs> oh, apparently the Godfather's Pizza Buffet is bad now. Thanks to Russell. Nobody talked to him when he went in. Russell goes into the Godfather's Pizza Buffet. Nobody's going to say anything to me. It's my birthday. Hey, hey Rob, <laughs> do, do you like pizza buffets? 
How do you like them pizza buffets? Oh, the next matchup on the list <laughs> is the 12 seed Goodwill Hunting versus the 13 seed Fargo. <sighs> Oof, that's a tough one. Can I say this? That's, this is one of the closest ones we've Goodwill had. Hunting has been on my TikTok. Now, for some reason on TikTok, there are movie clips that just play and they'll show you like a two minutes of a movie. I've watched most of Goodwill Hunting in randomized two-minute bits. And I got to tell you, <laughs> that movie is fucking good. It is good. I enjoyed every part of it. I know it's corny. He's solving the equation and everything. But man, it is a good movie. I got to go Goodwill Hunting. Could it be because TikTok is listening to you every time you do the bit about I was a janitor's kid and I went and solved this equation on the blackboard? <laughs> large, large-breasted massage. Let's see if it's listening. <laughs> I'm going uh, Goodwill Hunting as well. A three zero, it's, uh, a sweep, clean yeah. sweep. Rob, you never got caught like pausing it or, or, or slow motioning it during like the Steve Buscemi sex scene in Fargo when you were a kid oh, or anything, no. did you? Yes. Oh dear God! Can you you know his penis oh. looks just like his face too? Like it's kind of crooked. It's like whoa, whoa. you know what I mean? Like there's one big part that's too big and the other parts are. It's weird, but you can't say why. You realize when you're on a podcast trying to explain why Buscemi looks weird, you can't explain it. <laughs> unexplainable but then he has gorgeous balls and you're like what did not see that coming all right the next one on the list is the <laughs> the 11 seed the goodfellas versus the okay. 14 seed the usual suspect this is yeah this is goodfellas by a mile for me just but, yeah it's not close just me. watch usual suspects guys it's corny and, but and you know the ending you you do feel like a fucking genius when you're watching you're like how did anybody fall for this shit <laughs> i know what's going on this is brilliant <laughs> But yeah, probably good fellas. Considering that when it you rewatch Usual Suspects, you realize all of it is just made up. And then you're like, well, all movies are just made up. And then it kind of sends you into a spiral. Okay. Until you're eating so many cherries. All right. The last matchup. I think this might be the toughest matchup of the region so far. It is the 10 seed, The Departed versus 15, A Few Good Men. Jeez. I watched I watched a few good men on the on the airplane last time I was on the airplane and that movie holds up. That's a flipping good film. And Rob Reiner, Gosh, I think I texted you guys. Choice. Rob Reiner was the director of it. We talked about Rob wow. Reiner back in the day, but we did. So which was shocking. I, I played but. I played blackjack next to him at the Northern Casino. No, <laughs> I. Oh God, I gotta say The Departed. I think Jack Nicholson is still fun, and you got to remember a few good men. They're talking about Cuba. I'm gonna go with the departed too, because I like DiCaprio in that yeah. one, but it's ah, that's a close one. That's that's too close. So which one did you pick, Aaron? Departed. Departed. Oh wow. Departed. So wait, that's that's two Scorsese films in the that went through tonight, right? Yeah, wow. Two to one. Wow. Well, Jeez. depending on if we get if we ever figure out how the audience vote works. Oh. You heard it here first from Beck Did It Better, Martin Scorsese. Rob Roman going how's it going with you? Now listen. Russell, the fact that I made a comment about the in the song about how the DVD things made it go too long, I didn't realize you had one ready to go tonight. Okay, that's bad. That's my bad. That's my bad time. Uh, no one was listening. So I'm going to keep it real short. Okay, I'm going to ask you this right now. And if I ask you guys, you promise to answer. You don't have to be honest, but you have to promise to answer. Is that okay? Uh, yes. I don't like where this is going. Your your Remember partner. My wife is listening. Your partner. And your mom switched bodies. No, <laughs> you could not do this. To bring him back, <laughs> what? you have to have sex with one of them. What are you okay. doing? Why? Both my partner and my mom listen to this. That's, I. Uh... Well, so you're not going to do it? You're just going to have him not switch? 
Wow. Where did you, what kind of demonic shit led you to this? Rob, tell us more about the, make in your life. tell oh. us about the shock jock podcast you've been listening to. Oh, it has nothing. Listen, the show. fine. Let's you guys don't want to answer the questions. You, oh. you guys, <laughs> <this> <laughs> you handle the questions. Okay, I'm, I can't. I'm on Twitter. I I'm reading these questions. I'm pushing copy and paste, putting it into my Google Keep to ask you guys, and you can't stand it. You can't handle being with somebody like me because I I want to be too funny and you're too scared. We live in a world that has walls. Who's, who's going to protect those walls? Who's going to do it? Yeah. You, Aaron, and your no shirt. <laughs> Aaron did hold up a sign though that just says both. Why is both? That doesn't even oh, make sense. God. What are you talking about? All right, let's. <laughs> I'm just too. Wait, he's flipping the paper over. Oh. It's both underlined. Oh, Aaron, that way I didn't need to see that. Okay, so let's get into talking about Mama's gun. And by the way, ask that question around at home. Call in the back line. See what people say. Uh, listen, this Rosie, is this a is this a music podcast? Hey, let's listen to some. Yeah, it'd be great to discuss some music on this podcast. This is Erica Badu's second <clears throat> album. Okay, and she even references in one of the songs, but she wanted to go for more direct lyrics on this one because it, the last ones, she was talking about all the same stuff, but it was much more kind of hidden and and uh, kind of in metaphor and stuff like that. So this one, there's a lot of this where she's literally saying like, you know, you got to fucking hear what I'm talking about or this is going not going well. I'm jealous of you. Um, this album has her first top 10 hit on it with uh, Bag Lady. This this album uh, with Don't You Know and Bag Lady, both nominated for Best R&B Song. You know who he was nominated against? Guess who uh, Bag Lady was going against for Best Grammy? You would know you have no chance when you go and you realize this is who you're going against. Guys. Cisco. Cisco. In one of the worst events of my life, Cisco was nominated for a Grammy and did not win for the thong song. So frustrating. Can you imagine? Again, he dyed his hair gray because he thought he was Moses. That's how good the song was. He thought it was the equivalent. Seems right. They all Accurate. lost, though, to Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Oof. Really? What a song. It is a great song. Now, Aaron, does it interest you that to hear more nominations for the R&B song, best song of the year? I mean, could you imagine anything more interesting to me? No. Than that? And that's going to be later in the show. That's a little tease. Okay. Uh, but then your tickler This file. whole album is about her relationship with Andre 3000 is breaking down at this point. And in fact, during a lot of this album, she's actually dating Common. Uh, and she is also because they're in the studio together. They're hanging out all the time. Yeah. I mean, if you're working guys, you know what, if you're working with people so closely year after year, hour after hour, <laughs> week after week, I would say it would be fine if you did stuff, you know, just little stuff. Okay. I've got a mirror. Okay. I got a move called the James beard. You guys are going to love it. Here's the deal. I, oh I, God. Hey, Rob, I, I read that she, she uh, wanted to, to date Andre 3000 because it was common sense to her. But then she was dating Andre 3000 and she hadn't been dating common since. Oh, wow. <laughs> get it? Jay-Z? Black that was, album? That I get it. I did not get That's that, but I think it's brilliant. That's beautiful. That's like, so wait, stars, they're just like us. Like common was her work husband, right? You know, people who say like, oh, my work wife, right. my work husband, which red flag, like... 
But that was it. That was they're just. They it's just not normal cheating if folks. it happens at work, Aaron. It's just <laughs> not cheating. Then I do want to remind everybody of my favorite Erica Badu fact, and that is that "Sorry, Miss Jackson" uh, by Outcast is about Erica Badu's mom, which I think is just right. an all-time fact. I love that. Uh, right. Lots of this album hey, is done with this. Who do you think um, would would Andre three thousand rather have had sex with Erica Badu's mom in Erica Badu's body? Oh, or okay. the other way around. <laughs> Aaron, put the see, sign down. Rob, you see what you put did? It down, Aaron. You see what you did? What happened? <laughs> you started this, and now this is where we're at. You can't handle the truth, Aaron. This could have been the hand-pulled noodle episode. No. Now it's the mom switch body episode. <laughs> I'd just be happy for a chance. I don't know. I mean, I'd, just, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I can't do the podcast. Uh, all right, so we have, lots of this is from. Is it, are they the Soulquarians, Aaron? I wrote down Soulquarians. I don't think that's right. Is that or is it Aqu- Soulquarians? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah, a, a collective of. Now, is this is this one of these cults where you go in, you get ribbons. Next thing you know, you're fucking and sucking. Then they're buying you new Nikes. That's when you know you're in trouble. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Get on these I'm not monk sure beds. about that part. Actually, that's not anything I've read, oh. but. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, the Soulquarians were a, a collective of musicians who were hanging out a lot at Electric Lady Studios at this time. So I think this is sort of a companion piece to Voodoo, which we've heard at, what, number 19 or 20. And I think um, Questlove has written a fair amount about this where they were at the studio. It was not always clear whose session it was or who needed to be there. There was just musicians hanging out at all hours just playing music. Oh. Often Questlove, James Poyser on the keys, Pino Palladino on bass. Dilla was always there. We're going to talk about Dilla later. D'Angelo, Common, Erica Badu. I'm, I might be missing someone, but the Soul Quarians were this collective and they produced a bunch of stuff. So it was members of the Roots, uh, D'Angelo. Talib Kweli, Mostef, Q-Tip. Okay, yep. Q-Tip is the one, a big one I forgot. Yep. And yeah, they were they were working the neo-soul neo music and the, the stories are that just they would just start playing some stuff. They would play songs that they knew from Marvin Gaye and others, and then it would morph into something else. And then um, I think Russell Elevato worked on this album. He was the the really um, important engineer for Voodoo, yeah. where it was just like, if something got captured on tape, they would lay it down. And I, th- I think some of this stuff went to Like Water for Chocolate. Some of it went to mm-hmm. this album. Some of it went to Voodoo. Bilal. Um, I see Bilal's name. Bilal, yeah. probably. Um, so yeah, it sounds like a very fun, amazing time of creation in American music. And, and they did use older equipment on the recording and they actually used tape. So it has that right. kind of, it has them, I mean, compared to last week's album, which I think is the top of like recording engineering nightmares. This one is so, sounds so good. It sounds so like solid. Yeah, it's, it does. It's, it's, oh, it's just, I, I love the way yeah, it Yeah, a lot of analog sounds. equipment, you're right. All right, let's start it off with penitentiary philosophy. Tell me if this is loud enough. Never loud enough. This song is never loud enough. Did this one get rave reviews in your house here? And you said you listened to it multiple times this week. This is the one where, like, sometimes Anna would call from the other room and be like, could you turn that down a bit? <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, the whole album itself, like, got She knows reviews. if you listen to this album and you hear Quest Love, Taking that stick and banging it on the side of the drum, which he does approximately right. a million that times sound, on this album. Yes. Guys, that sound is so distinctive. That's an all time horny song. Like, any it's time on. that song is, you're that like, shit is on. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, I was like, can we? Okay. Yes. Rob, you get Putting it. Put my man. Safari you, you to private it. mode. Putting up Bing. It brings you right back to that Steve Buscemi scene, right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you opened Bing and you didn't close it from before, in your face with what you were doing the night before, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> the consequences of my actions. Uh, didn't you know, this is Jay Dilla. Uh, well, you got to keep it up there, Rob, because if you get rid of it, it might be hard to find it again, right? Oh, God. Russell, if you're doing the same video two nights in a row, that's psycho shit, man. <laughs> there's so much out there. <laughs> there's so many. There's stories that this is the this is the track that Jay Dilla taught Erica Badu how to use a sampler on, and this was him because he's the only person credited on this song. I think, right? I mean, these album credits are also maybe. I would I would love to. I've never owned this on vinyl. I would love to see like an original pressing or an original CD. What the credits actually look like because I think there's maybe stuff that got added later. But um, what's the name of the song? Dream Flower that they sampled. Uh, yep, it is. Uh, yeah, by Takara Blue. Yeah, which is actually. I mean, it sounds similar. It's just that he's able to add some different drums and make the bass louder, and he did that all with his fingers on his MPC 2000 or whatever. It sounds it's so similar that they pulled a Led Zeppelin and settled out of court. So. That's how similar it yeah. did sound. Now that starts a melody on this, or a melody. Rob, your music podcast, you should know this. Okay, It's a music podcast. That starts a medley where the next song bleeds into this one and it's My Life. This is one of the demos that she recorded along with Apple Tree from the last time we did Erica Badu. Oh, really? Yep. It sounds like Apple Tree, you're yeah. right. But can you imagine you get a demo and there's... She's good enough where it's songs then on her second album, and it's a good song. Right. Crazy. But you're right. This is a sort of throwback to her previous. Now, next up, we have a song called And On. It's actually a sequel to the song from the earlier album, Off Baduism, On and On. I want to play the original Off Baduism real quick. This is On and On. Now, I think, too, you can hear a little bit different in the sounds of these albums, just on this song alone. Like, a little more, I don't know what, it's a little more creamy bass, almost. This one's cleaner. Ooh, creamy But here's bass. And On, the sequel. Huh. You can, but see, the bass there is a little more electronic, 2000s, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that seems like Pino Palladino's sound to me. I mean, mm -hmm. he's not playing on this one, but... And the keys are really prominent. Badu. Wouldn't it be cool if you could make a song with your name in it? Oh, I would love to do that. What would it be titled? I don't know. I, I Thick dick. should have thought of that before I... <laughs> maybe, maybe, what was the one? Thick dick, but don't tell my mama? Or what, what was the one before you're in? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> thick Dick has the beats and the beats have the thing or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> the beats have the Thick Dick. <laughs> Next up, Clever. Negative Thick Dick, the pattern is full. Clever. Third single off the album. I wanted to put in a little Roy Ayers. Ooh. Yes. He's going Ayers Jordan so on this nice. thing. Now, is he playing Skeleton Bones and he's a skeleton? Now you're thinking about it, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Every time I hear the vibraphone, that's all I can think of is spooky, spooky skeletons. Now, do you guys know who helped set up the xylophone? It was uh, 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 Michael Pippin, his assistant. Ayers. <laughs> now, that doesn't really make sense because his name's not Jordan, but something to think about. 
We got to keep going with that joke. We can't let it die. Cannot let it die. We never want to let so a joke good. die. No joke left behind. What do you think of Michael Jordan's son <clears throat> dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife? Can you imagine <laughs> the low standards somebody would have if they married Scottie Pippen? Just look at the guy. Classically oh. one of the ugliest guys what? in the world. Oh, Ugly guy alert cruel. with Scottie Pippen. Okay. And then she comes to you and she's like, I'm attracted to you too. And you'd be like, damn, damn. Is that where I'm at? <laughs> you should hate me. You like Scottie Pippen. Damn. Damn. All right. But, but, it would be, but it would be like one of your team. It would be like one of, how would it be? Yeah, that'd be teammates. weird, wouldn't it? Somebody was dating the relatives of one of their teammates. That'd be strange. Yeah, that'd, be- <laughs> that'd be so weird. <laughs> okay. Especially if you shared a ring camera code with me. Come on, Russell. Give me that password. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> don't know what I was implying there. It sounds bad. It's not bad. Uh, sounds creepy. So for some reason, everything I say sounds bad coming out of my mouth. I, Aaron, can I tell you something? I've actually switched spots. Switched bodies with my dad. Okay, and <laughs> we've got to figure out how to save. Well, my washing machine is my washing machine is broken. If you come over and help me fix it, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Mona, hey Matt, have you ever used the the audio on your ring camera to like talk to someone or no? Yeah, all the, I mean, all the time with you know when they when the Sarah's cousins are up like putting boats away or something like that, they'll trip the camera or whatever, and I'll just talk to them for a while. Yeah, so this new <laughs> camera has got a siren you can do, and I cannot wait. Oh, hit no. that siren. Somebody's walking right next to it. Just no. scare the bejesus out of me. So. No. <laughs> no. That's bad. I'd be so mad. Oh, I'd be mad if somebody scared me from miles you away. You better believe that I figured out how to record that shit so that no. I can record it. <laughs> See, everything's Matt's the nice guy in the podcast. He's, that's not so true. Uh, hey, sugar. This, I got to admit, this is so f- crazy funky. I mean, you know, I'm here for any Did, jazz flute, right? Didn't you kind of want to be like, I should try to make love to my lady listening to this? Guys, should we try it and I'll report back? Huh? I mean, she does listen once again to the remember, podcast, remember, but I'm, I'm here for it. La- I'm going to give it a shot. The last one. you guys know. Remember the last time we talked about those songs? Didn't I think I picked Thunderstruck. Oh. <laughs> now, next up, you know what? This would be a pirate's favorite song, but it's not rated R. Booty. Huh? Hello? Questlove on drums here. So good. Yeah. Now this addresses, this is her addressing a woman where she is telling the woman, now think about how baller this is. She's telling the woman, I could take your man if I wanted to, but I won't because I would never date a man who would cheat on his woman. It's like it's 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 a it's a very power move, right? Yeah. And I had to look at it, it, it. There are some great samples on this album. This one's what Johnny Hammond. It was not. Uh, it was called Gamblers. Shoot, Gamblers Paradise. I can't remember. I looked it up, but uh, this album sent me to who sampled more than I expected. There's a lot because I think they're interpolating mm-hmm. more than they're sampling generally, except for didn't you know? Um, but it's really fun with the way they're able to flip some of these old tunes and then she really in some of these is it's like uh you know how like i feel on renaissance and lemonade beyonce is like the best rapper alive like erica badu was doing that back in 2000 like she's got real bars on this on this album she said that he she went into commons like record stacks and she said it all alphabetized all facing the same way 
Like, and she was just picking out records and literally would play a part and be like, I want this to be in the song. And they would just get it done. Like, what an yeah. amazing community yeah. to just be creative in. Like, it's, yeah, and they were just sitting there up like awake all night. And it was like, just Questlove. Like, whatever you, we just heard, he probably did that a thousand times in a month. Can you imagine Questlove? All he did, that's why he played the side so much. Yeah. He was like, yeah. every song. Sounds good every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, this next one, AD2000, is about a person who was shot by the New York City police, and it's from his perspective, this Amadou Diallo. So, I mean, really, on this album, we're covering... It's crazy that you could make a song, like a protest song, that sounds like this, right? Right. That's wild. Yeah. So that's Erica Badu. When's the... Oh. Other than other than late-night activities here, when's the best time to listen to this album? I mean, anytime. I played it four times today. I think it, like this can just loop all day long. I mean, I gotta get your job. I always think of like what's a good morning album. Like this to me is a good morning album. Like penitentiary philosophy is kind of a rough wake up, but after that, I don't know. It's like a, definitely a before lunch album to me. What do what, what do you think, Russell? I was thinking a brunch type album too. You know what? Ooh, I might yeah. say a weekday morning album. It's kind of like an easy way to get into your day. If you got work, you got stuff right. going on. It, it doesn't feel like I'm sitting around. You know, having a mimosa like on a Sunday morning type of brunch. I think it's a it's it's like a weekday morning get you in the flow of your day album. I like. I'm it. telling you, I think this is a major college vibe. Put it on in the room, okay? It's gonna be. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, people will think like if they walk in and you're listening to this, they're gonna be like, "Wow, this guy jacks it a lot." <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. It's better. It's better than when girls would come to my room in college. I'd be like, "Hey, have you heard the latest? They might be giants." album <laughs> did not work as well I mean, play the song backwards and upside down it's crazy <laughs> rob i got curious rob Do you know like, james beard is so aaron and i oh. lived in the same dorm for a few years in college so like i, I kind of know what aaron would have had like on his computer on the winamp player what would you have played on your winamp player in college like if you were doing the college vibe what would you have been playing i probably would have played my favorite fish song uh gin and juice yeah. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I don't know, man. What would I have played? Honestly, I just listened to like Share, Do You Believe in Night After Love and like Annie Lennox. Like I don't I mean, it would have been wild. Like your rhythmic stuff. It yes. would have been like crazy. How about you, Matt? What were you spinning back in back in the day on your Winamp player? Well, what I, I you guys talk about I had no idea what you mean by a Winamp player. Oh, you wow. didn't have like an MP3 Should I know player? what a Winamp player oh, is? Right. This, I didn't have it. No, I didn't have one either because I didn't have a computer. I just I just used Russell's. Yeah, so, I mean, I had a computer. I remember Napster and all that stuff, and it was just any. So here, look know. at this, man. Okay. This is what Winamp looked like on your computer. It was an MP3 player. And they had, because it was a big LAN, because of a big network, people had like set up an early type of Napster, like a new sharing okay. thing. So you could download MP3s and it looked like this. And the thing that it came with, when you downloaded it, it came yes. with this MP3. Win -app. Win -app. It really whips the law's <laughs> ass. So that's oh why we keep saying, so you must be quite confused when we keep saying it whips the llama's ass. <laughs> Yeah, I have oh, no idea. God, what a great voice on that guy. The too. only other better thing for college for computers that might beat the Winamp player and it really whips the llama's ass was the game Snood. You guys remember the game Snood? I remember that. I, I have said yes. this for years. I said it back then and I'll say it now. Snood was for losers. Losers oh, played Snood. Oh, it was a man. huge waste of time. Listen, I get you're on your phone. You live in New York City. You got to have a game. You can play a Snood type, you know, uh, gems or whatever. But I told everybody who played Snood, you're a loser. And I stood by that. And I still stand by it 20 years later. 
Can't do the oh, math. My son's actually years. very excited to go to college because I told him about Snoot. So that's the one thing he has. That's the one thing he latched onto. Like I told him all about you guys and Northfield, right. Minnesota, and all this stuff. And then I don't know how the the story came up that I played Snoot in college, and that's what he's latched onto. He's like, Dad, I really want to go to college so I can play that game you were telling me. About. Wait until he <laughs> sees the Pink Floyd poster of all the butts. <laughs> that's that's what I was when I saw that that's in college. It. I was like, I was like. Fuck me, college yeah. rules. <laughs> I, I played a lot of snoot in college, but you know what I played more junior year? What? I played a ton of free cell. My roommate and I yeah, had a quest did. to beat every game of free cell. Like we had a fr- we had a spreadsheet <laughs> where we would put the number in yeah, when we beat the game. Is. And then there's the one unbeatable game. And li- I would bet I spent more time playing that unbeatable game of free cell that I've done doing this podcast with you guys. Wow. I, that I, is I, bet, I bet it was in like the, I bet it was in the hundreds of hours range. Russell. I'm sure late at night too. Like we'd all be like ready to pass out. And Russell was probably sitting at the computer. Like <laughs> fucking free cell. The unbeatable free cell game. There's one unbeatable one. Rob Google, Google, um, what what free cell game wouldn't work because it ate too much cherries and see what pops up. What free cell <laughs> free cell game. game. Free cell died of cherries. What free cell games are unsolvable? Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Game right one there. one nine eight two. <laughs> yes. One one nine eight two. Now, wow. That's you could not win that. And that's what you did. Now, Russell, the fact that you compare a free cell game that you knew was impossible yeah. to win. You were yes. never going to get the feeling you craved. And you knew that and you were sick and you kept going. To compare that to this podcast <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> I keep coming back. Next up, Orange Moon. So the concept, they are, what, 5 percenters, right? Her and Common are like these uh, kind of black Islamist group. Is led by a guy named Allah the Father, whose previous name I got. I wrote this down. His name was Clarence Thirteen X, and I was like, "Damn, that's good." You'd be like, name. "Be like, hey, Malcolm X, that's a great name." How could I think of a name that's thirteen times better than that? Uh, I didn't know they were five percenters. The the Wu Tang took a lot of slang from five percent, like God, gods and olders. And apparently, and when you listen to Common, there's a lot of that on there too. Right. Uh, next up, in love with you, you. Call ladies' private parts, the power you. In love with you, with Stephen Marley. God, his voice is good. It's wild when you hear this. You're like, oh, that's a Marley. I don't know which one. Yes. But I don't know that's a Marley. No question. They sound so fucking good. Yeah, this is nice. Oof. This is one of my favorite on the whole album. I I just loved his voice. Next up, the song we've mentioned a couple times, Bag Lady. Now, I got to kind of take you down a journey here. Bag Lady. This was uh, co-written by Isaac Hayes. That's fun. So this is... Good start. This is the album version. Okay. But if you watch the video for Bag Lady, it was the Chiba Sack S-A-C radio edit. Now, what song is this sampling? Right there. Explosive. Yes, Russell, you, you nailed it. Yes. This was a remix of the song where they sampled Explosive by Dr. Dre off 2001. Yeah. Wait, so which one was first? So the Dre album was first? So this album came out in 2000. Don't the video comes out Don't after Dre's 2001, and so they take a song and put it in there, and that's the song that the video is played on. It's just, it's it's so brilliant. Now, Here's the thing. That song was up 
for Grammy for Best R&B Song. Now, I have to tell you guys, I, I did not know this, but until 2000, this was known as the Best Rhythm and Blues Song. Guess what the category is known as now? Best R&B best. Best Song. So they changed it up. So today we're going to salute the best and last Best Rhythm and Blues Song and it's, with our countdown. It's time. Yes. This is looking at the last 10 years before it turned into the best R&B song in 2000. So this is the 90s. I thought I thought Rhythm and Blues, The Honky Tonk Man, and Greg Valentine only had one hit song. I believe it was Peggy Sue or something like that, Rob. If if oh no, if Jimmy if Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South, was still doing stuff now, you he would be talking about Bitcoin, right? Doesn't he strike you as a big Bitcoin guy? Like he'd have that megaphone, he'd be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> "Gotta buy the beer, everybody! Gotta buy the beer for you." <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like talking to Ted DiBiase. He's like, "Ted, this is a great investment." The band simply read one when we with a cover. Yeah, there's Harold Melvin the Blue Notes. When Man Loves a Woman. I didn't know you could win a Grammy for Best R&B Song with a cover. That's crazy. But it's also not when a man loves a woman. It's if you don't know me by now. Well, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Well, right? I have to say, I got confused because another song that was nominated was When a Man Loves a Woman by Joe Cocker, done by somebody else. In 91, okay, all of a sudden, there's somebody nominated. This person is nominated for writing two two songs that separately that are nominated for best R&B song, or I'm sorry, best rhythm and blues song. Okay, let's not get sick about this. And that guy's name is Babyface. Now, Babyface in 91 is beaten out by this song. See if you can tell me who sang the song. My, 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 my so oh. Now, I gotta say. <laughs> Wait, this was an R&B song? Uh, yeah, Aaron. No, it's a rhythm and blues song. Are you paying attention? Sorry, rhythm and blues. Okay, I'm, yeah, God damn it. This is so good. And I got to say, go watch the video. Can't touch. The video is literally him winning Grammy after Grammy and calling him up and saying, the winner, MC Hammer, the winner, MC Hammer. That's how his video starts. That is so baller. Beat Babyface twice. Now, in this case, in 90, we fast forward to 93. 93, we have this written by Babyface as the winner for Best Art Rhythm and Blues Song. Oh. Boomerang soundtrack, right? Yes. And this beat the Michael Jackson song, Jam, which I would have voted for. I fucking love that song. Was, uh, Jam was, good. was the movie Boomerang just about Eddie Murphy getting with other, like, uh, like sleeping around? Was that the movie? I, wasn't it? It was just for him and Robin Givens, right? Like, eventually oh, he makes his way back. I thought you guys were talking about Bowfinger. I was like, you guys are confused. This is not... <laughs> isn't that the one where they're the vampires in Brooklyn? Is that that movie? Oh, my God. Is that that one? <laughs> What if they want Aaron? Is it, what's the movie where he's a cop? God, but he's not in Beverly Hills. I can't remember what it's Okay, called. guess what, Aaron? What if <laughs> there was a second movie where that guy... Hey, a, okay. You Watch. without us making funny jokes is like Harold Melvin without the blue notes. You'll never go platinum. Oh. oh. That, <laughs> That's a Snoop line, isn't it? The Chronic. Oh, yes. In 94... Okay, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. Rugged Raw. Guys, guess who Janet Jackson beat? It's a song written by 
Babyface. This is actually a list of Babyface people who Babyface's immense, incredible run in the 90s Grammys. And in 1995, guys, one person wrote this song. Guess who wrote it? I'll give you one hint. Erica Badu. Babyface. Now, guess what year? <laughs> Tell me, Aaron, what year is Babyface born? 1964. Yeah, 59. The guy's old as fuck, and he's making songs what? like this. Kenneth, wow. Yeah, another great one. Throw your clothes on the floor. Unless you have a dog. Is are voice men on this list at all? They've got to have something on there, right? Two has to be on here, right? Not at all. Wow. Two isn't on here? This guy. Water runs dry, bend and eat. Motown Philly's not on here? Come on. Uh, it is four ninety five. Four ninety. You know what though? We might end it right there though. Sorry, arcade player. Here's the thing. You know why Rob it, wants to end it there? Because there's a song called Fifty Candles," and he doesn't bring any candles for his wife's wedding. Oh my None. god! Stop saying that. She's gonna hear it sometime. They dropped out of the cart, Russell. The cart's holes are bigger than the candles. Doesn't make sense. True. Have small holes on the cart. What are the holes for? So I can why see where I'm holes? going. There yeah, should be holes, holes in the cart. In the, the cart, cart should be solid. Why are there holes in the cart? Why are there holes in the cart, Russell? That's a really good question. Grapes. Do you know how many grapes are on the floor because of those holes? Okay. If you know somebody who works at the store that shall not be named. Weight of a cart, boys. Weight. Oh, Oh. Matt's too smart. That's some smart shit. Where's the Matt's smart shit thing? You know what? I think I actually. That was Matt's smart comment of the week. Yes. Ooh, that's some (laughs) smart shit. Oh, yeah. Those the new ones at Target. Wow. <laughs> Plastic and, you know, very little holes in them. I'll tell you, those things are so easy to steal and throw in the river. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up. So I just want to say this. In 95, Babyface wrote that song, won a Grammy. Babyface was also nominated for two other songs that year, including... Wow. Uh, Juggernaut. Yeah, it, it's craziness. Next up, 97. Guess who wrote this song? Babyface Babyface writes Exhale for Whitney Houston on the movie Waiting to Exhale. Okay. Now, I would say this. That question would be easier if my mom did not actually adopt me and just got a conservatorship and then uh, made a movie about me and actually took all my money and I didn't get any. That would make that decision easier. We're making a joke about that. That's where what? We're... <laughs> I'll tell you who had a blind side, the attorney. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Every person in America who saw that movie. Yeah. I never saw it. I never saw it either, Aaron. Solidarity. Not seeing movies yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, and then finally, guess what? 1999, the last year that we had the best rhythm and blues song. Okay. This had nothing to do with Babyface. It wasn't even nominated. In fact, Babyface is not nominated again on this whole thing. But not I just this list. is the winner in '99. Wait, so I had to play this it. Is a baby so or not? No, great song. Oh, amazing song. Matt, did you see Miss Lauren Hill's oh. going to be at Mystic Lake Casino coming up? I know. I cannot. I mean, I've been to Mystic Lake a few times. Like, I can't see her at Mystic Lake. I, don't know. That's I can't do it. And I forgot, Matt. You saw her. Was it a first dab? Or was it a great Twice. show or a bad show? I can't remember what great. you said about it. It, it was, was good, right? It was unbelievable. And so, I just I can't go to. Mystic Lake and watch her after. I mean, you got lucky day. then. You caught lightning in a bottle because yeah. she's known for hit or miss shows. Yep, it was awesome. Not oh, like me cool. with the list I've done the last three weeks. All hits. 
And Joe Maurer just came into the Zoom and gave me a big thumbs up. No, Joe, we don't want to hear about your kids. Get out of here. You couldn't pull up. You, you couldn't pull up rhythm and blues with the honky tonk man and Greg Valentine at all. Oh, pff, well, yeah, <laughs> it's right there. You know, honestly, I have so Matt's many. Got time. We can pull. This I gotta up. go through here and find. <laughs> I don't. I really I don't know where kidding. it is. We, we can just keep talking. Only wrestler to do his own theme song. Is that the honky tonk man? I guess I've always assumed it is. What about Shawn Michaels, uh, sexy boy? I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> okay, that was really John. Your boy, toy. Uh, time's a wasting. I'll tell you what. This reminds me now my kids are home for two, three weeks with no plans, nothing to do in the summer. They won't do jack shit around here. I'll tell you. You, I asked them to take out the recycling, which is literally 10 feet away. You would think I'm asking them to like... I don't know what. Oh, I don't know. Maybe cook beef stroganoff for dinner. Like it, they will not do a thing. The laziness just begets more laziness. I'll say that. I, got, I mean, beef stroganoff in the crock pot. You don't. Did you? Do you don't get any Maillard reaction? Like you need. Like the whole thing is like you uh, can't. Oh, do you think I didn't brown the beef in a skillet first? There you, you go. Piece of shit. Oh, I know what I'm thank doing. Thank you, Rob. I'm okay. so pleased to hear thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. Well, I would eat you. I would eat your stroganoff, Rob. Well, it's better than my meal I'm making tomorrow night. And Aaron, say I bet. <laughs> Give me one second here. <laughs> I bet you could not guess what the meal is I'm serving my kids tomorrow night is. I'll give you a hint. It's in the crock pot. Leftover stroganoff? It's cherries and milk. I thought you guys would get it. I thought that was the bit we were doing. <laughs> they just want to go to a pizza buffet. That last song, Green Eyes. Now, I want to tell you, this is her about singing about jealousy. Okay, and she's got three parts. One is kind of an oldie throwback Billy Holiday type sound. Just wanted to play from the beginning for you. My eyes are green. And then, and this is where I think this album, if you know what's going on with Andre 3000, this album becomes a lot more interesting and a lot more fun to listen to. Like so much of what we do on this podcast, I love it more when I do the research. Then we have a middle part where she's going back and trying to rekindle with this person who she was jealous of. And then we have the third movement of the song where she's realized she's going to move on. It's upbeat. And this is the closer? And this is the, yep, that green eyes, three parts. And it's cool. And listen to how this ends. I mean, just gorgeous sound. Oh, I love it. And folks, I hate to tell you, that's it. We got to get to the rating system. Everyone's and I hit the fucking spanking of the week. God damn it. Week two. <laughs> Screwed it up. The rating system has a bone as an icon. Spanking week has an S. Why did I think the S was the rating system? Doesn't even make sense. I guess system. S for system. We've got too many systems. Okay, if your mom to in your system, switch bodies. Wait, no. Oh, no. All right. Uh, we're talking Erica Badu. We are talking album 158. We are talking Mama's Gun. Rolling, well-toned. Is this album perfect at 158? It's another Neo Soul. We're getting into it. It sounded good. I... I don't know if it sounded good. What do you think? Rolling well toned mean it was a perfect at 158 
Rolling boned, of course, means it should be higher up on the list, which in this case is a lower number. We would have done it already, okay? Because we're doing the good albums first. That's smart. That's actually Einstein-type stuff. Or would this be like the night where you ate so many cherries and drank so much milk and you were rolling grown, okay, on your deathbed? Excuse me, sir, how did you die? Not eating too many cherries? Now, this has got me thinking, though, guys. I do enjoy eating cherry ice cream. Am I in the danger zone? Agree. Am I in the danger zone? I mean, it seems like it's designed for that. I don't like cherry nut. Like, why do they put nuts in the cherry ice cream? Like, just just the cherries would be nice. Maybe he wasn't cutting the cherries around the hemisphere, Aaron. Maybe that's yeah. why it went wrong. They oh, are right. He was going. They are cling fruit. You got to think about that. Actually, Russell, I went to a very nice restaurant. And I told him it was my birthday the other day. They brought out cherry ice cream, and guess what was on top of the sundae? Milk? Mm. No, a cherry, Russell. Why would they put milk on the top of a Sunday? That doesn't make sense. It was a cherry. God damn it. <laughs> this podcast is actually just the right length. Uh, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Matt, what do you think? I think this is rolling well-toned. We talked about this last time. Uh, we had an Erica Badu. By the way, if you Google Erica Badu and Beck, I was just trying to see if there's any sort of uh, connection. The number one search in that combination is our episode on Podbean. Yes. Oh, oh wow. That's your work right there. <laughs> How about that? We did it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I cannot hear her lyrics. Like I don't, like the music is great, but I do not hear her lyrics. So, you know, we're talking about when you, when you listen to this, like I could just have this on at any time, mm-hmm. any day, anywhere, and it would be great to listen to. I feel like I need to, this is like a blind spot in my music uh, journey, if you will. Like I need to get into the neo soul uh, era a little bit more to kind of understand it. Um, so I, I need to come back to it, need to listen to it again. But I think it's it's perfect right here at in, in the high one fifties. Now, Aaron or Matt, do you think if in the Matrix he would have simply had a chip where he learned about neo soul? Do you think he would have realized the irony of that? Like he would have put it in and be like, I know Neo's soul. Neo's soul or oh, Neo's soul? God, I didn't even think about that. Oh. Oh. oh, this is recursive. Okay. Sounds like me in second grade didn't do well. Uh, <laughs> I had to recurse. Okay, Russell. Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown. Zudo. <laughs> you guys, you know, I'm, I'm kind of reaching a point where in the, the quest... Uh-oh. Where I'm kind of bummed out when we're listening oh. to an artist again. Like we're we're getting into some new music, and I, I wasn't all that excited to listen to this, but it was fantastic to listen to. I would echo Matt's sentiments, and I think you could have this on in the background at any time. You could just—it's a really great vibe album. I think it puts you in a good space, so I enjoy listening to it. But I'm kind of ready for the, the you, you know I I don't know Matt maybe Aaron you've said this before like where's Green Day where's some of these bands we've never heard before mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking forward to something new and I, I don't know I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I really enjoyed it but I might say it's Rolling Bone I I didn't need another I didn't need another Erica no. Badu in the top no. 150 no, no, for no, no, myself no, no, no. you're thinking of Rolling Grown Russell yeah Rolling, rolling Grown grown. that's too high on wait what wait no. Russell, this if is it's patented. rolling grown. You want it to have a higher, a, a <laughs> higher me, number, which means it's lower on the list. It's 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 a bit of a grown. It's nothing against the album. I think the album's fine. I'm just ready to listen to something different. It's like nobody cares about the, the about the ranking system anymore. Hmm. Now let me think about this, okay? <laughs> and I'm you know what? I'm gonna stick by this sentence. Let me think about this, Russell. You know, it's almost like it's almost like when Rolling Stones ma- magazine made this list, 
they didn't think about the people who are going to take this list and make it into a podcast <laughs> with an hour and a half for album and go up the list, which of course is going to higher numbers. Okay, they wouldn't think about that. Can you imagine if somebody going made up a the list? Somebody made a pot. Well, yeah, we're going up because the numbers are getting higher, Russell. So we're going down. No, guys, when you go downtown, the numbers get lower. First Street. Uh, shit, I started with First Street. You can't go lower. <laughs> Austin, I guess. Fuck. You can, you can go First Street North. But in Minneapolis, Uptown is actually south. So, I mean, like, you know, so you're going up. No, I you're did going this to myself, down. didn't I? Actually, this is terrible. <laughs> And this is supposed to be our best segment. I've said it now for a couple of times. Do you think, Russell, if somebody was like, you know what? I'm going to take every one of Russell's freestyle games and make a podcast episode about it. You'd be like, why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. That's Rolling Stone, <laughs> it's like, it's looking at us. It. Netflix special, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it hasn't been done yet. Wow. I mean, if you just took all the, like, the, st- the time I've spent on stupid shit, like, the time I've spent what? playing Free Cell, Bond, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, this podcast, that would be a good Netflix special. Well, oh, also remember, I also spent a lot of time, probably about 10 years ago, coming up with a theory, trying to statistically prove that the NBA lottery was rigged. And I also spent a lot of time on that. Well, don't forget, you took all the Metallica albums, listened to all the songs, ranked them in a spreadsheet, then figured out which one numerically was the best album. Let's not forget about that. Weighted average based on time (laughs) with the song, too. Oh, man. (laughs) Weighted average? No, that's impressive. No, that's mean. Uh, Aaron. Math, math major, oh. math major. Aaron's like, what? <laughs> huh? We're talking about four divided by four like, is I'm, normal. I mean, he doesn't even think about fractions. Wrong, He's thinking about time signatures. Hey, speaking of, I'm recursive. the wrong person to ask about this because oh my god, Rob cannot stop. Rob, I'm on a roll. Think. You need me at those walls. You need me on this mic, Aaron. You want me on this mic? Yeah, you, Rosie, you let me know, Rosie. What we have to do is we have to stop saying we need to do a quick episode tonight because I think the Opposite happens, you know, whenever we have like Rob, that, just right? get, it just puts it's, a quarter in Rob to get going. I know, so. it just winds him up. Yeah. Uh, I agree with both Matt and Russell. I also don't really, uh, I like this album a lot. It has a lot of my favorite musicians on it. I, when I read about her sort of pivot in the way she was talking about things, the way she was writing lyrics, that was sort of lost on me too. So uh, I love the vibe of it. I love the album because I love the musicians who worked on it. I love her phrasing. I love her voice. So, I, I'll listen to it a lot. I might even like it better than her other one. I think Russell's also right. Like it's a lot of Erica Badu uh, in the top, whatever it is, 160. But I can't because I think she's great and these musicians are great. I can't give it anything but a rolling well-toned. Unfortunately, okay. No, I'll just get right to what I'm going ri- to have written down. No more jokes from me, okay? Illegal to make <laughs> jokes now. <laughs> Oh, you were, you were going to start making jokes oh. now, huh? <laughs> First 140 minutes we've been waiting. But now now you're going to let them rip. Don't say cherries and milk, Rob. Don't do it. The, unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Okay? This album what? gets a rolling explanation. I really do believe that oh. when you know what this album is about and you know the circumstances in which it's getting made, it sure. becomes a 10 times better album than just listening to it. I listened to the first time and I was like, damn, there's a lot of those drum clippy things. And then when I heard what it was about and I heard why, it's just like, it's, it's, it's gorgeous to see. Next up. Okay, Russell, and you think I'm not going to tell a joke? Wait until you hear what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> we have an album about Jean Valjean. Okay, Do except the policeman. The people sing, sing the songs of angry. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Is that Pierce Brosnan? No, that's a different movie. The people who will not be saved again. When 
the beating of your heart catches the Keep beating going. of the soul, there is yes. a life about to come when tomorrow comes. Yes, Russell nailed it. Oh, I've got Every another one for you. Um, master of the housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I'll tell you so what. Good. <laughs> I gotta let the song play out. But you guys, when people say why is the podcast so long, I always say yes. it's Russell's Les Miserables bits. <laughs> Jean Valjean. <laughs> Two, four, six, oh one. Now, unfortunately, guys, more. this is just like an album. This next album has a song that's about Jean Valjean, but where the policeman who arrested him had a lisp. Okay. It's every breath, every breath you take, every breath you take. We're talking about synchronicity and the police, and there's no way we're going to talk about tantric sex. When you want to hear about the greatest of all time, Hey, do you want to have sex, but like for a long time? If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I like cosine sex. Man knows what I'm talking about. Man, I've got the perfect podcast for you, did it better. Rob. Yep. Do you, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? What? Uh, R? Nope. It's the C. <laughs> I can, well, you know what their least favorite letter is? What? Uh, I'm sorry, but we've noticed that you are, uh, have a podcast where you're playing copywritten songs on. <laughs> pirates hate that letter. <laughs> Shit, no, pirates download stuff. God damn it. <laughs> hey Rob, this is a this cease is a, and desist. This is a pleasure prince, principal special. Who? What's the pirate's favorite branch of the military? Is it the army? No, it's the navy. You fucking idiot! They're sailors. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this joke book that I bought us all is going so well for this podcast. <laughs> I love it. Great time to pull it out. Keep Rob, good call. <laughs>